What's up, bizpreneurs, and welcome to the Marks of a Mogul podcast. I am your host, Rosina, also known as the Biz Lawyer. Follow me, y'all, on Instagram, okay, at the Biz Lawyer. Now, I want to just first introduce myself in case you guys don't know me or know anything about who I am. I am a child of God, first of all, <laughs> a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, and a trademark lawyer. I love trademarks. Um, I can just talk about them all day and all night. And so what we want to do here at the Marks of a Mogul podcast, it's teach small business owners, entrepreneurs, just business lessons. And we want to take moguls from our society to be able to teach that lesson and give you guys like a fact pattern from their their learnings and what they have done. So we're going to be talking about some Beyonce. We're going to be talking about some Prince. We're going to talk about some Tyler Perry. We're going to talk about Rihanna. We're going to talk about a few people, right? And for our first episode today, y'all know we got to talk about the queen. <laughs> we got to go for Queen B. Look, y'all, one thing too, I'm a Virgo, right? And so that's my Virgo sis, right? Like she my, you know, she's just my life soulmate. So Beyonce is like my soul sister, basically, right? And so what way then to, you better than to just launch my podcast with talking about my, my soul sis, which is my girl, Beyonce. And what I want to talk about is, you know, a lot of people don't know or understand that your trademark can be owned by a number of different entities or different ways. And I think your girl B can actually teach us, um, you know, how to properly do it when it comes to securing the brand and who owns the brand. And so we're going to talk about who owns Beyonce's trademarks. Okay. And first and foremost, like if any of you guys don't know, you can always go to the USPTO dot gov to look up any trademark you want to. And it will also provide to you the owner of the trademark. And so if we ever wanted to look up any of Beyonce's trademarks, we will see that those trademarks are owned by BGK Holden IP company. So you guys are probably like, wait, BGK, who is BGK Holden IP? Well, BGK actually stands for our girl, Beyonce Giselle knows if you all didn't know, but that's her holding company. And so pretty much all it does is holds assets, right? And so for business owners to truly understand like how business work, we need to understand three different types of area of the law. We need to understand intellectual property law. We need to understand contract law. And we also need to understand business formation law. So it's a lot of y'all out there thinking, oh, I got my LLC. I'm good, right? I didn't file my stuff with the Secretary of State and the state that I'm in. So I got this. I'm good. Well, unfortunately, filing your business entity with your secretary of state does not grant you ownership rights to your business name. Okay, so let me break it down for you a little bit further. So if you went to your secretary of state, you formed your 
LLC or you formed your corporation, that is what we call a legal liability entity protector for you, the business owner, right? So if there was any legal liabilities that was to arise out of that business, you, the business owner, should not be held liable for it personally, right? But now in that, you have to make sure you're running that business properly. And then also too, a second benefit of having a business entity, whether it's an LLC or a corporation, you know, is tax benefits, right? So a lot of us think sometimes, oh, well, maybe I should be, you know, uh, S Corp or LLC, right? But what a lot of us don't know is your LLC can be taxed as an S Corp because an S Corp is a federal designation that you take with the IRS to tax you as a small business corporation. So don't get it mixed up or twisted. And one thing I always say is the law is not a one size fit all garment. So you want to check with, you know, your attorney or a CPA to see which business entity is best for you. Do you do an LLC or do you do a, a corporation? And then from that corporation, are you taxed as a C Corp or are you taxed as an S Corp? And does it make sense for your LLC if that makes better sense for your business to be taxed as an S Corp too, right? And so those are your business entities, right? And like I said, the purpose of them is to shield you from any legal liability. So if someone was to sue the business, they can't come after your personal assets, okay? Now, why is that important? It's important because a trademark is also an asset, okay? And so therefore, depending on who is the owner of this asset, that asset can be vulnerable to being um, exposed for legal responsibility if it's owned by a certain person or entity, right? So for instance, a trademark can be owned by an individual as you know, a person, if you wanted to put your trademark in your own name, that's perfectly fine. If you wanted to put your trademark, you know, in your LLC or your corporation, that's fine. You can even put a trademark in a trust. But the best thing, the best protection for your trademark is to put it in a holding company. Okay. Now think about this. If you own that trademark in your personal name and one day you was just out at a bar and you decided you needed to slap a somebody, you know, I was going to say something else, but I'm just keeping cute. Right. <laughs> and you wanted to slap somebody and that person later sued you for assault. Now, because of your personal actions now, be if you own a car, a house and a trademark in your name, they can possibly come after those assets if a judgment is issued, issued against you and you don't have liquid assets to pay it. They can make you liquidate your tangible assets so that they can get paid on that judgment. And it can even go a little deeper. Like some of you guys out there, y'all owe child support. Just want to be a little careful because a trademark is an asset. Now let's go and say if you put it in your LLC or your corporation right? It, I told you guys that that is a business shield entity to shield you from any legal liability that is to arise out of the business. Okay. And so therefore, if someone was to um, sue the business, 
they may be able to also, if the business doesn't have enough business insurance or don't have business insurance at all, and you got, and they get a judgment against you all, then it's possible they can also come after your assets, which will be your trademark. Okay. So that's why we can learn the lesson from our girl, Queen B. Mrs. B, right? You want to put the trademark in a holding company. And that will be the best entity to hold in it because a, a holding company, all it does is just hold assets. It doesn't engage with any type of business relationships. It doesn't do any operating business offers or anything like that, right? It just basically holds assets. And so the thing you want to do is place your intellectual property to be owned by a holding company. And typically you would then have that holding company um, license to your operating company, the right to use it. Now, I understand and I know we all ain't on Miss Queen B level at this point, right? And you know, sometimes as business owners, right? We, we, we marks of, it's marks of a mogul. We moguls in the making, right? And sometimes we don't have the cap or we think we don't have the capital to basically go out and start a operating company, get our trademark done and file and start a holding company right? That's understandable. But what it means is that we do have to make the, the asset, the trademark, we do have to invest in it so that it does begin to be worth something. The value actually increases in it over time. So for instance, if you're just starting out right now, you're just starting a business, you file for a trademark, maybe it's okay to start out with putting it, you know, in your LLC name or, you know, your corporation name. And even if you have to make the decision to put it in your name, I would just say consult with an attorney about that first on who should be the owner of the trademark. But the minute, the minute that trademark begins to take some traction on and goodwill has been invested into the brand, you definitely want to then think it and consider about moving it into a holding company, okay? So basically what happens is, it's just like kind of like a house. You can buy a house. I remember my grandparents, I'm from the west side of Chicago, right? And they bought a house for like less than 30 times what it's worth now. But what's happened with the house is it appreciated in value over time. And that's typically what happens with our trademarks. They appreciate in value over time. So pretty much what that means is as a brand owner, it is our responsibility to make sure that we offer great quality services and great quality product because we want the valuation of our trademarks to go up not down. The only way to do that is to make sure that we're providing good quality services and products because anything that you're attaching your brand to, you want to make sure that people are running to buy it. And if it doesn't have your name on it, they're not going to buy it. You know, some of us will spend $7 for a white t-shirt. And then some of us will spend 3,500 for a white t-shirt because it has that brand name on it, right? So brand valuation, right? It might be a Louis Vuitton t-shirt, 
a white t-shirt and because it got the name Louis Vuitton on it, you might spend $3,500 when you know you could have went to Walmart and bought that same white t-shirt for $7. But that's brand valuation. And that's why we need to invest in the quality so that our trademarks, they are truly of value. And truly, truly, that's how you secure the brand so that you can secure your legacy, okay? So once these valuations start to grow on your trademarks, you want to look into moving those trademarks and assigning them to your holding company. So right now you can start out with your trademark owned by you or your LLC. But the minute the valuation begins to grow in that trademark, you want to do what we call an assignment. OK, assignment means that you're going to transfer the ownership from one owner to the next owner. So therefore, you can transfer the ownership from yourself to your actual holding company if you want to. And that's why it's very important that you sit down, you talk to a lawyer like myself, the biz lawyer, right? To see, shameless plug, right? You talk, you sit down and you see when is the right time to make these moves for yourself, okay? So I hope you guys learned a lot and um, you now know who owns Beyonce trademarks and now you can figure out who should be owning your trademark because you are truly a mogul, right? And it's time to make these mogul moves so that we can make our mark in society. Today's trademark tea. Get into it, y'all. So I wanted to talk about since I mean this is Queen's B episode, right? So let's just talk about how she secured the brand with her baby's name, Blue Ivy. So let me give y'all the true tea in case once y'all weren't paying attention, y'all was under a rock somewhere, y'all didn't know what was going on. So pretty much, so what happened was um, Beyonce and Jay Z decided shortly after the birth of Miss Little Blue Ivy. She's so sweet. Y'all, y'all see her hair. It's so cute. Um, it's just so cute. And she's modeling right now. So basically after, um, she, shortly after she was born, she was born in 2012, um, January, 2012, um, Mr. and Mrs. Carter, right? Um, they filed for a trademark of Blue Ivy name. And so shortly after that, so what they found was an intent to use application. Now, an intent to use application, in case some of you all don't know, an intent to use application means that um, you have good intentions on using the name, but you just haven't started yet. So if you have a brand name that you want to use and you, you know, you just not sure um, you know, when you're going to launch it yet, but you know, you have a bona fide intent to use it and you're preparing to launch it very soon. Um, you can file an intent to use. And so that's exactly what, um, Beyonce and Jay-Z did, um, during, um, right. Like, I think they filed it like, like a few days after her birth. I think it was four days after her birth. January 11th is when they filed it. I think she was born January 7th. And so um, they found the intent to use. And what happens is you have to show the government before you can sum, um, submit to complete to get the registration, how you're using the trademark. And so what ended up happening is you can file for six, no, I'm sorry, five, six month extensions. Okay. So it takes the government like at least three to four months just to review the application. 
After they review the application, they can either approve it or issue an office action. If they approve it, it goes to what's called publication for opposition. Publication for opposition allows anyone in the public 30 days to oppose the trademark, okay? 30 days to oppose the trademark. So um, for the first application that they filed, nobody opposed the trademark, right? And so Jay-Z and Beyonce, they kept submitting extensions, but you only get five six month extensions, right? So that's about 30 something months. So it'll take you at least out to a good three years, right? And so they um, they couldn't produce usage in that three year period. So that application died, okay? So that application died. Now, now going back, now remember while their trademark is being in process from that January um, 11, 2012, we have, uh, you know, another Blue Ivy application that's filed by a Miss Veronica Morales. Mor- Morales is how I think you've pronounced her name. And she filed that application February 8th, 2012, right? But she filed a use application. So in the midst of Jay-Z um, and Beyonce, um, you know, continuously filing these extensions, their 2012 application dies. And by that time, um, you know, October 16, 2012, Mrs. Veronica Morales, her trademark actually is registered because certain trademarks can coexist in the marketplace, right? So, cause some of you guys are probably like, well, why did the government approve hers and then also approve Jay-Z's and Beyonce's? As long as they're in a different trade of channel, the government will allow them to coexist, okay? That's why we have trademarks like Dove Chocolate, Dove Soap, Mac Makeup, Mac Computers, Delta Airlines, Delta Faucet, Pandora Jewelry, Pandora Music, okay? And so what happened was, um, so Miss Morales, she, Morales, she gets her trademark registered October 2012, okay? So now here, check the play. So Beyonce and Jay-Z, they come back because that 2012 application is dead now because they couldn't produce usage. They come back and they filed another trademark application, right? And they filed that trademark application. Let me see. I'm trying to pull up the date for you guys, but I think it was, I think it was late 2012. Let me just double check on this because I want to give you guys the right date. Let me just double check, double check really quickly. Um, I should have had this. Okay. Sorry about that. So they filed theirs. They came back because I remember I told you that intent to use, it took them for about a good three, three and a half years or whatever. So they come back, they filed it January 22nd, 2016. Okay. So that's almost four years later. They filed another application. Okay. Now here's where it gets a little shaky, right? Um, it got approved for publication January 10th, a year later, January 10th, 2017. And what happens? Miss Veronica Morales, she files what we call an opposition proceeding. Okay. So remember I told you guys, if it's approved by the trademark office, now anyone in the public has 30 days to oppose the trademark. So she files an opposition proceeding. Okay. And so, um, in the opposition proceeding, um, there is something we call a discovery conference, right? And that typically happens after, you know, the, the, the complaint for the opposition is filed and then the answer is filed. 
the trademark office then want the parties to come together for a discovery conference. Now, in that discovery conference, um, I believe Miss Morales and her attorneys told Beyonce, no, if you give me 10 million, <laughs> I'll leave you alone and you can have the name. Beyonce said, me and my lawyers will see you in the before the board. We say before the board because it's not really court, but it's like the trademark office. So it's before the board. And so what did that mean? They went and they had an all out fight. So an opposition proceeding can usually last up to two years. Right. As soon as you file that thing, you're going to get automatically uh, dates generated out from the trademark office. And um, it's going to generate out for at least two years. So after that discovery conference, Beyonce was like, you know what? I'm going to fight this because I'm not going to pay you $10 million for a brand name that I named my baby. I filed the trademarks five days after she was born. And then you filed your trademark a month later. And, you know, yes, you have been doing your business. We didn't know nothing about your business until after you filed your trademark and you have filed this opposition proceeding. Okay. So what ends up happening is they go all the way through the proceedings. Okay. They go through the proceedings and, um, one thing they tried to use against Beyonce, Jay-Z had did an interview and he said that they wanted to trademark the baby's name because they didn't want anybody using their baby name and just to capitalize off of them. And I almost think he said too, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't intend on using it, but they just didn't want anybody else using it. Now, that is a big no-no in trademark law, right? Because trademark law is vested on usage. You have to actually use the trademark. Or like I told you guys earlier, have a bona fide intent to use the trademark, right? But see, this is where you get good lawyers that know how to play chess and not checkers. Because what happened is, because remember I told y'all earlier, in the earlier segment, BGK, Trademark holding company actually owns the trademark for Blue Ivy, right? And because an entity is separate from an individual, right? That then becomes Jay-Z's um, interview becomes hearsay is what the board called it. That is hearsay that is not admissible because he was not the true owner of the trademark. BGK... Trademark holding company didn't say they didn't intend to use the trademark, right? So that is a third party speaking on something uh, that he does not own. And with that argument, they were able to overcome this opposition and their, op their, um, trademark was approved. And Miss Veronica, after all these years of fighting against these people for their baby name, she lost. She lost, right? And to be honest, like the truthy is right. It wouldn't have caused confusion. And I think personally, she, if anything, she created all of the possible confusion by just coming to the forefront, you know, after they filed the baby's name, she had been doing her business for a while, but even then she is a wedding planner. She's an event planner. They have the trademark. They have the trademark filed for, you know, um, um, cosmetic products, um, 
baby teething rings, DVDs, CDs. Um, of course, little blue Ivy, she's going to be an entertainer, y'all. You know, so they, for hair accessories, playing cards, right? Like they're, they're going to build a brand around her name, right? And unfortunately, I mean, at first and foremost, right? Even if she would have had thought her name first, um, the Wanted Planner, I think they still would approve the name because they're in different classes, right? Now, Blue Ivy wanted to grow up and say, I want to plan weddings and I'm going to put together weddings. Then there possibly could have been a problem. There possibly could have been a conflict. But because they were there, let me tell y'all, there are 45 different classes under trademark law, okay? 34 are for goods. 11 is for services, right? And the only service class, they elected two service class for um, Blue Ivy, which was for retail services of selling like these products, her clothing items and things like that. And, um, you know, and also to her entertainment services, right? Nothing related to wedding planner or anything like that. And that's pretty much how the trademark office made their decision. I know when we posted this on our Instagram, a lot of people were saying, you know, Beyonce and them, they won because they had money and this, that, and the third. And really like, it's really just looking at the law, like truly the law. As long as you are in a different trade of channel, you can coexist, right? It's when you're in the same channel. And if there, the standard is, is there going to be a likelihood of confusion? Okay. And if there's no likelihood of confusion, so like when they go to Blue Ivy wedding planning, they know that Blue Ivy in the Carters is not planning the wedding, right? So is there a real strong, like, I mean, not strong, but is there a likelihood of confusion? And here, um, I didn't think it was. I didn't think so. Um, the trademark office didn't think so either. And that's why, um, Mrs. B. Queen B, but also BGK Holding Company was able to overcome this opposition. So, um, you know, congratulations to them. Shout out to them for that. Um, that's our trademark tea for our first episode. Um, so I hope that was some good tea, y'all. So let me get y'all some more tea later so y'all can sip on this trademark tea. I know a lot of you guys are tuning in right now because you guys truly are ready to secure the brand. Okay. This month is Women History Month, Women's History Month. And what better way to make her story, right? Y'all catch that? Her story instead of history, but her story. Um, with securing your brand, like starting to just get that process done. If the government is cool about it and everything is all good, right? And they're not going to complain. It usually takes about seven to nine months. Okay. So if everything is good, there's no pushback seven to nine months. So it's better to start it now in March, you know, during this momentum time of women's history month where you can make your own history. And so tune in, go over to our Instagram page, check it out. Y'all know I'm at the biz lawyer. That's T H E B I Z lawyer. And check out our, our special offer for this month, uh, for women's history month in honor of women's history month and book your trademark package. Okay. The trademark package includes a 15 minute discovery call or onboarding call, whichever one you like to call it. 
Um, it includes my firm doing a preliminary knockout search to make sure that the name is available, but also doing a deeper search to see if any challenges can possibly arise for the application. And then after that, um, we're going to issue the opinion letter with the search results, and then you'll be able to set up a call with you and I so that we can go through the actual opinion letter. And if I'm not available, we do have other attorneys that can help you as well. But most likely, if you do it for Women's History Month, you will be talking to me. And then from there, um, we'll, we'll go through and we'll talk about the search results. I'll answer your questions if you have some. And if everything is good, we go ahead and get the application on file. And did I mention that our fees also include the filing fee that goes to the government? So once you pay and you purchase that package, there's nothing else you have to do, um, until the application is filed and we hear from the government. Now, once the application is filed, it does take the government three to four months to review the application. Once they reviewed it, they can either approve it or issue an office action. If they approve it, it goes to what's called publication for opposition. Publication for opposition allows anyone in the public 30 days to oppose the trademark. If no one comes forth and oppose that trademark within that 30 day period, you'll have trademark registration within 12 weeks from that 30 day deadline. Now let's back up and let's talk about if there is a challenge with the application. So say for example, the tra trademark examiner does take issue with the application. They're gonna issue what we call an office action. The office action can require either a substantive response or a non-substantive response. If it's a non-substantive response, that means something is minor is going on with the application and the trademark office just want us to fix it. We'll do that at no additional cost. But now let's say it's a substantive matter. If that is the case, the trademark is office is refusing it on a legal basis, right? Where that can be like a likelihood of confusion or they're saying that your trademark fails to function as a trademark or they're calling it merely descriptive. If that is the case, now there is an additional cost attached to that. It's, you know, um, and you want to check with our Instagram page. All the details are on there, but we don't like our clients paying anything in addition to what they paid up front. That's why we do the research in the beginning to try to avoid those fees. Okay. So you want to just make sure that, you know, we go through the process so that we try to avoid the challenges on the back end. So that's pretty much the process, the trademark process. And I truly believe it is your time. And this month, Women's History Month, to go ahead and secure the brand so that you can secure your legacy and secure your story. Okay, y'all, that is a wrap for the first podcast. But hold on. Can I just say, I freaking did my first episode of my podcast. Can we clap it up for that, y'all? Look. I just got to thank my team for staying on top of me. I've been trying to report, record this freaking podcast for almost two years now, y'all, two years. And I had a team that just stayed on me. They made me make time for it. They even sent my amazing videographer to my hotel room in Miami, Gina. It didn't happen. It didn't happen there because I was still not ready, but it, it, it finally happened. And this is my first recorded 
podcast episode. So I want to thank you all for tuning in. This is my history, right? I am making history and what better way to launch it in Women's History Month. So, you know, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. You guys know I am trying to be, you know, as, um, as shareable as possible with things that's going around. And so I just want to let y'all know, like, I've been trying to do this for a long time. And so, you know, my father always told me quitters never win and winners never quit. And so I just never quit. I never gave up on it. And here it is. It's, it's real now. Um, so please, please, if you enjoyed this one or you feel like I need to get better, leave me a review. Tell me what you want to hear or what you want me to talk about. Um, join me next Monday for another lesson on how to secure your legacy, secure your brand as a mogul. And if you want to continue the conversation and you have any questions about trademarks before the next episode launch, head over to my Instagram at the biz lawyer. You know, we will be doing a special contest for all of our podcast listeners and the contest details are on my Instagram. So make sure you guys check out your girl at the biz lawyer on Instagram and don't forget to subscribe, leave me a review and please, please share this with one of your good, good girlfriends or your good, good boyfriends, somebody who's out there trying to get their business stuff up and going, uh, a future bizpreneur, a mogul in the making, share this podcast with them. I truly appreciate you all for tuning in and taking this journey with me. Until next time, next Monday, I'll talk to you guys later.